Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Passes the waiting flight 008156. That's flight 008156. Please approach the gates. Your flight is now ready for boarding. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are oh, you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yas, and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. And it's uh. And we're in. Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Out of Home Podcast. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Kieran, what up, man? How's it going, buddy? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I'm all right. It's just me and you today, man. The Splash Bros. Hey, don't. I, I feel like when people use the word just. It limits. Oh, true, true. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Splash Bros. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Stephen Clay, Jordan and Pippin, Jeff Schumann, and Martin J. Lovely sports analogies. Who, wh- whatever dynamic duo you want to think of, is me and Yaf. And we're back on your airwaves. Back on your airwaves. Do you know what I mean? As you have said, it's the Out of Home Podcast. Show brought to you by four Londoners capturing, sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. Big shout out to Stephen, who is somewhere in the air right He's now. Float, bro. Yeah. yeah. I hope he is. No, no, he got through, didn't he? He got through because there was a there was actually like a madness happening he was in, in, he's Nigeria. in Nigeria. He's on his way back to Europe, which I'm sure he's thrilled about. Yeah. And there were airport strikes yesterday. It feels like there's stri- if you're from the UK, a, stri- a strike is nothing now. Hold on, bro. Let me tell you about my experience coming back home yesterday. Oh, bro, the people need to the people need to see a visual of your shoes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> lovely listeners. I entered Kieran's humble abode today. Oh, my humble abode. Some might call it a mansion in the outskirts of London. It's not a mansion, but it suffices for a one man. This is lovely accommodation. Thank you, my friend. I've walked into the house. Yes, as you do. And upon arrival, mm-hmm. Kieran's shoe rack is there. Yes. I look at his shoe rack. Mm. Decorated. Filled, decorated, <laughs> decorated with many of the desirable shoes. <laughs> I step clean, man. Well, you do step clean. Usually, <laughs> you do step clean. And unfortunately, when you're stepping, other people think it's. Okay to step on you, because when I looked at these shoes, or when I looked at the shoe rack, there seemed to be one that was calling out to me. Yes, and it was because this shoe was absolutely—I can only describe it as it looked as though, bro, a dirty panda, bro. It looked as <laughs> looked as though <laughs> the man them called you up on Sunday morning and said, "Yo, someone's bailed on our team. We need you to come and play centre back for us." And you went and played in your dunks, bro. That's that's literally how your shoes look right now. That's how they look. Uh, bro. I don't know how we got here. I can't remember why we got here. I but... said my commute, man. My commute. I was gonna tell you about my commute, which actually is part of the the story of the pandas being fucking dirty. So oh, yeah, the strikes. That's right. The strikes, that's the man. Shout out to Kwame as well. Big love out to you too. But I'm gonna share with you this story. So basically, fam, I was at the office yesterday. Monday. No one actually goes into the office on Monday, but I like to do it because routine. Routine, you know. Get get up early, get in, get to work, come home. Do you know what I clocked about? Because I was thinking about routine this week. Yeah. And routine is basically what allows you to be an effective adult. Exactly. I realized I, I, clock, I actually clocked exactly. it the other day. Exactly. Because like, without a routine, you're all over the place. Mm-hmm. You're not doing. You're not doing things that are productive, and you're not being intentional. Like routine, a, a clock, bruv. Two, three weeks in of January. Yes, man. And I've realised how important routine is. It's so important. It's so important, bro. Last, and not I, even just for adults. Let me not be ageist here. Everybody needs everybody. a routine. But the thing is, when you're younger, routines are like in your life anyway because adults place them in there. You go yep. to school. You, and they it, feel controlled. Yeah. You want to break out. Of yeah, routine. yeah. You don't like it. But then you realize when you have the option or the autonomy, as you may, to step out and do whatever you want. Mm. If you linger around and do nothing for too long, 
you're going to want that routine back. Yeah. If you are a it's self, true. like, a self-starter or at least someone with some pride, you're going to want a routine, bruv. And what I'll say is post-pandemic, post-pandemic, yes. bad habits oh. are that people kind of just, like... We sort of fell back into normal living last yeah, year, I feel. Yeah, yeah. And there still wasn't these clear guidelines on how everyone should move. No, nah, not at all. But now I think 2023 is the year of the reset. Getting back, man, the reset. I like that. I yeah. like that. I like that. So, so anyway, you was on your so, so, No, I'm, I'm still at work. And then it gets to 4.30. I say to myself, do you know what? I've been here. No one's here. There's about three people. I'm going to leave early so I can go back home, make buy dinner, make my dinner, and have an early night. Right, I needed to it's read very responsible as well. Very, very responsible, very responsible, right? So I leave, and there's a few few ways I can get back from work. So I'm like right in the middle of uh, Leicester Square, and I can either go uh, Tottenham Court Road, Elizabeth Line, to Farringdon, very nice, and then to to Croydon, or I could go walk to Charing Cross, London Bridge. It's a nice walk. Yeah, it's a very nice walk. Yep, go to London Bridge to Croydon, or I can get the 38 to Victoria. And get a train all the way home, and then it's a, a little options. walk. I got options, bro. Could you I got options. For? But as a creature of habit, I took the took the route that I came into work that 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 morning, which meant I was gonna go up to Tottenham Court Road. Anyway, I leave work four thirty, walk up to Tottenham Court Road, walk downstairs to the Elizabeth Line. I I, walk, I usually walk all the way to the end of the platform because I know that's a short old journey to to get off at the. Are you, are you the person that? Aligns your platform position to where you need to Get go off at, after. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. People, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of respect for people. Yeah, man. Like, it's just I think I'd rather miss a train. Sufficiency. Yeah, I'd rather miss a train and get to my spot. Yeah. Than 100%. be in the wrong spot and then get caught up in the traffic on the other side. Hundred percent. Anyway, so I just, I'm, I'm like waiting at this platform and I've got my headphones in, and the 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 train says four minutes, but it hasn't moved for a bit. I'm like, what? That's a bit strange. Turn down my headphones. Just in time to hear the tannoy that one of the trains has broken down at a previous platform and won't be coming past the platform uh, to Glorious. Court Road for a little while. They said, it's going to be half an hour. I said, that's okay. Do you know what? I'm not going to wait. I have options. I've got options. So I came out of Tottenham Court Road. I said, which way do I want to go home? One of my avenues is exhausted. I could walk to Charing Cross Road or I could just get on a bus. I was a bit tired. I said, let me go to Victoria. I'm sure it's still early. It's about maybe quarter to five, maybe five o'clock. It's still early. And I'm sure I can get on a train within the next half an hour that will take me pretty much to my front door, right? Mm -hmm. Anyways, <clears throat> I get to Victoria on the 38. Had a lovely little bus ride. And lo and behold, there's the train going to be there in two minutes. So... Quick little jog, little jog. I don't usually jog, but I said, this is this is a train that it's comes once every 45, maybe half an hour. And I said, let's go to this one. So I get there, jump on the train, sit down. Again, headphones on. And I realised that the train hadn't moved on time. So I was like, okay, it's fine. Maybe there's a little bit of a delay. Waited 10 minutes. Then I heard another announcement on the train. I'm like, okay, strange. Turn it down. Apparently... There had been trespassers on the line between Clapham Junction and Wandsworth Common. Of course. And the driver didn't know whether or not they would be able to move the train right then. But he did assure everyone on the, on the train that we will get some information very soon and we should be on our way. I said, you know what? I'm in no rush. It's about quarter past five, 20 Got past five. Train, it's ready. probably half past five at this point. I'm like, I'm good. I'm fine. It's been an hour since I left work, but I'm still early. Mm -hmm. I'm still early. I waited 15 minutes, quarter to six now, and the driver then comes back with an announcement and he says, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very sorry. We have cleared the, 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 the people of the train. However, because of the backlog of trains on the line, we won't be leaving Victoria until 7 p.m. Oh, no, man. I said... I gotta get off this train. I'm not waiting till seven. I'm not waiting till seven. Such a no, bruv. I said, no, I'm not doing it. So I started to think, okay, have I got options? I said, yes. Victoria, Green Park, Green Park, London Bridge, London Bridge, home. Right? Makes sense. I forgot it was six o'clock. 
Which meant it was rush hour. Rush. Rush hour in London. Oh, yeah. Fam, I got off the platform, platform 17 or 18, gonna, one of them. I'm, I'm just going to show people your shoes. Walked, walked all the way back. <laughs> walked all the way back to the underground. And the way that the underground was backtracked to the stairs, no. I said, oh, my God. But this was my only way home. Real life rat race. Bro. This was my only way home. And I literally, at that moment, I said, I don't actually like coming in and commuting. I miss being back at home. Why did I come to work on Monday? I didn't have to be at work, but I thought I needed a routine today. Mm, I'm sorry. I was really upset. So anyways, I'm walking through, and this is when things start to get a little bit mucky for the pandas, because everybody's trying to push past and whatever. But I'm actually just like, you know what? I don't actually care, because I just want to go home at this point now. Takes me about 20 minutes to get down to the, the platform down at Victoria. And then uh, I, I think I got on... Yeah, I got on a train from Victoria to, to Green Park. Very busy, very busy. More, more of a kerfuffle down there. And I'm like, all right, got there. But now there's a journey from platform, Green Park, Victoria line. I thought the little walk to yeah, Jubilee. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, bro, yeah. there's actually even more people on this it's commute a, trying a, to... Fam, it was like going from one hub to another hub and just being left at the back and just watching miserable people in London just like trying to navigate their way I'm so home. Sorry. So, anyways, I'm I'm at this point I'm, so I'm mindlessly walking. Like I don't even care what's happening. I'm just like, okay, little gap, walk, walk, walk. I don't even know the time. I get down to the Jubilee um platform for Green Park. I look to my left, and again, like the the, the traffic, like the people, the human traffic. It's unsafe at some point. Right, the human traffic that was trying to get onto that platform didn't make no sense. So I said to myself, I'm going to go back on myself and get on the train before any of these fuckers get on the train, right? So I'm going to go to Baker Street or Bond Street and just out here get on the train back. London underground puzzle at this point. Bruv, but I'm, I'm actually, re- I'm also very like pleased with myself because I'm like, I'm going to get out the train. Everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah right? Yeah. So that train comes the uh, the wrong way. I'm going back on myself now. And I get off it. I get to, um, I think it's Bond Street. I go to the uh, now southbound platform. And there's no one there. I'm like, ha! I done it. I done it. Three minutes to the next train, right? Bruv, I hear over the tannoy. Trains on the Jubilee line are partially suspended between Wilsdon Junction and Waterloo. I said, what the fuck is going on? I said, I said what the fuck is going on? So sorry for you I and said, your what? I said, what's going on, bruv? So I'm standing there and now I have no option. I'm like, what? You went but- from the ma- being the man with all the options <laughs> to-, to having zero options. Bro. And now you're in Bond Street, which isn't too far away from where you started the journey in the first place. Bruv, I could have literally got out, walked all the way back to Leicester Square and started my journey again. At this what time point, is this? bro, it was probably about 7, 7.15. So the train from Victoria has also left. Oh, yeah. It's gone. It's gone. So it's gone. I was so upset. So anyway, luckily, a, di- a train did come, packed on that, people stepping on my shoes, get to London Bridge. It didn't stop at Green Park. However, so you did uh, some some joy there. There was a little bit of joy there. Okay. There was a little bit of joy. Okay. Get to get to London Bridge, jump on a train, get to East Croydon, get a bus home. But I didn't get home until about quarter to nine. From leaving That's my four w- hours, bruv, to get home. Yeah. No. 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 I was upset. And you've got dirty shoes. I was upset. I didn't even clock, bro. I didn't, bro, I didn't clock until you even said how bad they were today. People need to see. I don't want them to see. I don't want them to see. Well, from a a, a dreary, dreary Monday commute. Yes. To what made you smile this week. Oh, bro. Good. I would like to ask you my, my, my one's very simple. So I'm just going to quickly say my one. Go on. It's a one word answer. Okay, cool. Doesn't need any more elaboration. Please give it to me. Arsenal. All I'm gonna say, I'm not here to gloat. I'm not here to get overexcited. Arsenal made me smile. Do you know what's so funny? Yeah, before you even said Arsenal, I like something. I, it's almost like I forgot because I didn't. I actually didn't get a chance to watch the oh, game. It was so brave. It was. It was so good. I didn't get a chance, and I was. Do you know what? 
And for good reason, for good reason, which is part of what made me smile. But before I tell you what made me smile, a disclaimer. I haven't had much to smile about this week. Fair enough. I haven't had much to smile about this week. And I actually had to think about, like, what it was that gave me joy uh, for this segment. And I also wanted to say that because I think it's it's very um, important to be transparent with, like, everyone that listens to us that we don't always have great weeks in it we don't always have great weeks um but i'd say a few things i'd say consistency from myself you know like staying on track staying on track no pun intended yep uh being true to myself uh and then it would be seeing my grandma my dad's mother who is uh I think she's nearly 90, probably 90, actually. She, I went round to her house with a couple of my cousins, saw my cousin's five-month-old daughter, Sienna. Different generations. Uh, yeah, and it was mad. She got to see her great-grandma. And Crazy. It was, it was beautiful, man. So during that time, Arsenal were playing. And my grandma... Oh, were they play- oh, were <laughs> they playing? Oh, were they playing? have Sky like that, but um, it was... It was, yeah, I had a... That was lovely. So yeah, Arsenal consistency, being true to self, and um, my uh, my family. Amazing. Yes, which I feel like actually ties in pretty well with like our main topic for discussion today, uh, which I, I believe is community, right? Yeah, I mean, we touched on it a little bit last week. Yeah. Where we spoke about, well, you spoke about, you were talking about the trends. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're going to see this year in advertising. You spoke about community, how important that is. I did, I did, I did. Um, but since that conversation, I got mm. to thinking about that word because okay. it's become a bit of a buzzword. It is, it is. In it the is. industry. It is, it is, it is. And I wanted to kind of explore what community used to be. Okay. Okay. So go back to like okay. the initial interpretation nice. of community. Yeah. How it's evolved slightly, and we can just have a have a conversation in between. Okay, interesting. How far back do you want to go? Uh, I mean, when you're like talking about the genesis of community, because you know when you sent me the uh, list of like yeah. not topics, but like the fact that we're going to talk about community, and then I think one of them was like how community evolved. Mm-hmm. Do you know where my head went? Like caveman times. Yeah, I went all the way back. I went all the way back, and I was like. All right. Well, what what is community like? What 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 is community? What would community kind of look? What would it have looked like back then? And to me, I think community was like a necessity. It's a necessity, isn't it? Like you had to have some sort of community because back then we weren't at top of the food chain. Like man was getting laid down by pterodactyls and T Rexes back then. That's facts. And all kind of exotic animals. A young pterodactyl drive-by. You, you see what I'm saying, bro? Like, Imagine that. Bruv. Man, just swoop down. He's just chilling and then... Nap you, take you to your nest, and you're done. You're never seeing your brethren again. Jeez. Just out there, lone ranger, trying to do hunter and gathering. And, and then the this time you're done. flies off. Man. Done, bruv. You're done, bro. Imagine that. Imagine, yeah? <laughs> Imagine walking that, through That is ends. real fear. That's real fear. <laughs> yes, fam. Yeah. So I feel like community back then was done out of necessity. So, protection, safety, the sharing of information, um, like, like I don't know, like, food, all of that. I okay, I would argue that the notion of the word community hasn't really changed. No. But the application of it has. Okay, okay, let's talk about so, that. What, what do you mean about that? What do so, you mean by okay, application? Gro- growing up in... Inner city London. Yeah. One of the first experiences you have of community yeah. is your immediate environment, which is playing out. So yeah. The local kids in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, their parents, and you you sort like those those are the first people that you connect with outside of your family. Yeah. But then you have this thing, this joyous, wonderful thing <laughs> called play center. Okay, 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 okay. Otherwise known as a youth club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not going to go into how many of them have been defunded and the fact that they Uh, barely even exist anymore. Jesus. But a youth centre was very much, in inner city London, Mm -hmm. what you would define as community. Yeah. It was kids the same age as you, very similar interests, same area. Yeah. 
and you're just having a blast mm, together. Mm, 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 mm. And I think when you're exposed to that at such a young age and you feel such a belonging to this group of people, yeah. that is your first experience of what community is. Yeah. So your immediate area and like your your sort of youth club yeah. experience. And I think where we've... Where I would say over 20 years has kind of evolved and we're now in this sort of um, age where there's a lot more globalisation. Mm. People, You can travel anywhere in the world right now. You can be exposed to anywhere in the world right, right now. Right, right, right. That those communities have opened up and become a lot more... Almost too accessible. Interesting. And Interesting. I'll even I'll even give you another example. Yeah. Sneaker culture. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. If you if you was a Jordan fan back in the day, we're talking thirty years ago now. Yeah. There was, you had to really be in the know. You had to really be ingrained in that community, fam, to know when this product was coming it kinda out. It kind of sucks being a sneakerhead nowadays. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I mean, the notion of being a sneakerhead now. Like you really, like you really have to show me your stripes now. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like, all right, when we were coming up, and I would, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say when we were coming up, like when we couldn't afford kicks, because obviously there was a time when we we loved trainers, but we couldn't get them. But yeah. You're when right. we started to work, and trainers were more accessible to us, right? You would look at the sneaker culture and be like, all right, I just need to. Know when they're coming out, know where I can get them, and make sure I saved up enough. And only, to... only a small group of people, aka community, had yes. that information. Yes, yes, yes. And it wasn't as accessible. Right. And now, I look at like the notion of being a sneakerhead. Like, yo, that shit must be fucking tiring. Like, you really have to be on every single app. This is if you don't know somebody that knows somebody or whatever. Because a lot of those, these people yeah. have their links and whatever yeah. now. But I feel like you've got to be on all the apps. Hopefully you win the raffle. Hopefully that you get picked. Hopefully that no bot has taken all of the, your size run. Hopefully you get up at 8 o'clock. Do you know what I mean? Because if you get... God forbid you wake up at 2 minutes past 8. Stress. Sold out, bro. Stress. Like... But I would argue the... The concept of a pure sneakerhead yeah. is slowly fading away. I believe so. I believe so. I because believe people, so. the generations that we're starting to see evolve of sneaker enthusiasts, I want to, I'm going to call them sneaker enthusiasts, are <laughs> maybe not buying products for the right reason. Uh, it's all and, hype. And I know we're slightly drifting off here, but yeah, I do yeah, feel yeah. as though, to use the example of a sneaker community, yeah is reflective of how communities have shifted and changed and yeah evolved in some way. I do I do believe that like um in their essence communities have have, have served the same purpose that they always have. Uh, or at least some of them. At least some of them. I think a sense of belonging, uh, a, a a place where information is shared, uh, a place where um, sometimes you feel protected. Do you know what I mean? A, a place where you can go for for solace and a place where you can learn. A place where you can learn. And I think, at their core, a lot of these communities still offer that. Do you know what I mean? If you even look at like, if you look at digital communities now, let's take TikTok as a community for creators. Like people are learning every single day. People are like a share of information is happening every second on that platform. And I, I feel like the communities have probably changed because they're more accessible now. But I do think that like people are finding more communi communities that reflect themselves because they are now uh, able to find out more about things that they like. I think... When you when we grew up, or even before then, we were exposed to less. Exposed to less, which meant our communities were dictated to us by our social climate and what was happening outside. Hip hop is derived from a social construct. 
and music. Like, 70s or 80s, music went for a change in America. DJs started to take, like, jazz loops, finding breaks, and then MCs will rap over the breaks. That yep. That is... Yep. And then a community of hip-hop is born and only a few people were exposed to a hip-hop community. And then it starts to travel. People start to see it a lot more. And that's when people are like, I like this thing. I want to be involved in, th- in this thing. And as hip-hop has continued to grow over, over I guess, the last 50 years now, right... You're, you're starting to see how it diverges into different pockets of the world. People have different ways of, ex, of ex, experiencing or um, articulating their love of, of the genre. And to some people, hip-hop purists, it's changed for the worse. But for people who are just coming into it now, like they're making it their own. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like... I think one of the things about community which is really interesting is that like and I don't I don't want to say this about hip hop I just want to say this in general I think when hip, you have to allow community to grow and allow community to is what I think allow it to 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 become what it's going to become it needs to manifest into its own thing without any interruption yeah yeah you know what I mean it needs to be organic it has to be organic because the 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 problem about that is then when you have people that are part of a community from yesteryear or a later time, they'll look at people that are, that love the thing that you love too, but they just have a different way of perceiving or per, like a different perception yeah. on it. You look at it in football, for instance, the football community, you look at man like Graham Sooners, and then you it's look Graham at... Sooners. Graham Sooners. is a former professional footballer who played many years at Liverpool, won countless European Cups, won, I think, the Football League before the Premier League years, uh, was, by all accounts, a very good... Very decorated footballer. Very decorated footballer. And now he is a TV pundit who commentates on games and gives his opinion about football in general, Right. And he's part of the old guard, or would, or as we're in this com- this conversation, the old community of football. And now you have younger players who are part of this football community that love football, yeah. but have a different way of expressing their love for I get football. What you're saying, yeah. And it's like you have to allow because what he says about young football, Pogba being one of his probably most noticeable targets of his, like, criticism sometimes. You're like, but he still loves the game the same way you love the game, you know? He's just a different way of expressing that love. I think what you're describing is culture clashes within a community. Mm, mm. And I think the fact that we've got to that stage shows... I mean, that would have always happened. Yeah, yeah. But I think it shows the nature of how big these communities have become because yeah. of globalization like there's mm-hmm. more members yeah. of these communities yeah and you know we're talking about it from a more um i guess how the industry or brands would look at a community and yeah it's really funny because anytime you hear an ad agency or a brand talk about communities you there's al- almost like this Texture. always like a grassroots yeah feels like they're trying to say the ends yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We want to do something for the community. What for the ends? Yeah, replace community for the ends, and you you hear it, you hear community a little bit different. So, so why do you think that is? Why do you? I mean, I've got my theories. Because but what's your thoughts on why? Because brands over, are trying to tap into the ends. The ends. Because over the years, uh, the ends, quote unquote the community has driven culture and forever the community has always supported some of these brands and i think where where the, where brands have got to in the last few years they've realized some of them do it really well but they've realized that if they don't support the community or the ends or the people that represent the community they lose they lose uh, 
favor with these people from the community. Got you. See what I'm saying? Uh, I had another point, but I can't remember it. So, so I'll go another question, follow-up okay. question. Then. Go on, go on. Define the difference yeah. between culture and community. Okay. And then Ooh. talk about how they complement each other or work together. Okay. Um, culture is something that comes from community, I think. It's a byproduct of community. Yes, yes. You can, okay. and do you know what? I think I, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to think about what I'm going to say because we okay. think we think when we, we when we're on the podcast, we're thinking. I think they both drive each other. So, culture can come from community, but community can also come from culture, and I think that's when you get the culture clash. I think initially maybe that. The culture is something that, as we said, like, as I just said, comes from community. So, for instance, the Jamaican community came to the UK and you get Jamaican culture in the UK. So you get, you get certain words, you get certain vernacular from uh, the Jamaican community. You get a Jamaican culture, you get the food, you get like the music. This drives people to, be, to want to be part of this community and then that creates more culture as people start to see more, feel more into it. So Africans come and, or Jamaicans merge into African culture, Africans merge into Jamaican culture, British people merge into all, all of our cultures, and then you get a new community with a new culture, and it just breeds itself, I think. Yeah, so it's sub-community being the overarching thing, Yeah, culture being resolved that. Yeah. And then you have subcultures, subcultures that develop within all right. of those things as well. Right. There's different layers mm-hmm. to it all. Yeah. I what would, do you think? Like the difference between the two. Yeah. Um, I think that community again. How I define community mm-hmm. might be different to how someone else defines community. Yeah. But I think, in a simplest form, community is a group of people mm-hmm. who identify with one another. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the that is the core essence of any community. Yeah. Whether you're talking about a neighbourhood, mm-hmm. people can identify with each other because they live in the same area. They yeah. might have kids go to school together, whatever. Yeah. It could be the creative community. Oh, we do similar work. Let's connect. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. It could be the gardening community, and I think there's always like a there's always a mutual understanding of one another yeah. that develops. I would context. this connection. I would argue that you don't get culture without community. Yeah, because it's the very essence of what that yeah, yeah. what that is, and when you get. When you get a group of people that can identify with one another, you get a lot of like-minded people yeah. that can build this thing mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And you you can build cultures, right? You have like, Ooh. do you know what I mean? You can like, I feel like cult- cultures. Obviously, culture is like an essence, but it's come from somewhere. But you can build a new working culture. You but you start a new build a business, and you bring a, a certain vibe to a place. That's your work culture that you've bought into a, a, a new business. I think there's two sides to it, though. Go on. Because, I mean, when you said build culture, the way it got my... It, the reason it oh, got okay, my back okay, up okay, 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 is okay. because... You're thinking, are you thinking about it from a... Like a... you actually thinking about it from a like brands, organization like and brand, brand, brand to, perspective. Try to build, build culture. culture. Right. I always used to say, you can't build okay. a culture. You Caveat. can help facilitate. You can help to add to that culture. Yeah. But you can't build it. Caveat for my point. You can only build a culture if it is organic to the people that are trying to make it happen. And I think that's where potentially you've got your backup about brands doing that. Because if a brand was working, and I know we're going back to this conversation, this is literally back to the conversation we had last week. If a brand is working to serve a community... 
if they have people in positions that are from said community, they know that they can work with that community in the same language, a similar culture that supports it without it feeling um, performative. So what about... What about... Yeah, go on. If you're a young young person mm-hmm. who's part of an organisation... Yeah. ...who's been brought in because you're from the community... Yeah. And you're oh inside gosh. this... Diversity, you quote, on, on You're inside this organisation, <laughs> you've got all these cool ideas. Yeah. But you realise that that organisation isn't necessarily interested in or passionate about the community that you hold so dear to your heart. Right. What do you do then? What What do you need from this com- this company? Like, it's, this is a really interesting question. This is... Uh, I hate answering this question, number one. Not because I don't want to give the realness. I just think that, like... It depends on certain... It depends on the level that you're in. I believe that there are <clears throat> certain lessons you can learn from being attached to a organisation that is always going to help you move the way that you need to move outside of your organisation. And I think what I've practised since I was young was take from corporate and give to community. Okay. Which is kind of this whole Peter, not Peter Pan, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Peter Pan. <laughs> Shouts out to the Neverland oh, podcast. <laughs> that was once gonna be the name of this podcast until the mandem stopped me in my tracks. But it's got this. This, this yeah, is this, episode one for the reference. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's got this Robin Hood feel about like right. you can take what you need from corporate and give it back to your community because one thing about community and our community in particular is that we've never been given the opportunities or the know-how in how to do certain things and speaking from my experience of creativity, marketing and advertising, yeah, yeah, it's like when we have black-owned businesses, there's a certain level of like quality that like sometimes we lack Sometimes. Not saying that that's across the board, but you're seeing more and more that with the experience that we have by working within community structures, I mean, sorry, corporate structures, we're able to learn more and give back to our communities. That's why so many people are going back to their motherlands and starting up businesses because they realise there's a lack or a gap of... a gap of um, quality and they now have the opportunity because they've done the time working in specific places the advice i would give to someone that was in that situation though would be like do your own thing as well do you know what i mean you can learn just as fast outside as you can inside you're just picking up like your polishing skills inside of an organization whereas you're free to make mistakes outside on your own things and mistakes are just as good learning as getting the thing right and to a standard outside. And I would actually like urge people or young people that are getting into um, advertising or creative fields to do it as soon as, like at the same time. Because what you don't want to do is get to a point where you're excelling so well in your corporate side and you and, and then you get really scared to start something outside or you feel like it has to be of the level that you're at at work. When really and truly, it's like, you can start this thing, it's still new. Like, you might be five years in your job or two years in your job, but you're still an infant outside of it. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you're okay to make mistakes over there. So I'd say stay, but also start somewhere as well. Because otherwise, you might be looking back and say, I had all this time, man, why didn't I do that? So I would say, like, stay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be my advice, I think. So we've spoken about the the globalization thing. That's something yeah. I'm quite interested in because yeah, I, yeah. I feel it's almost like the the analogy I would use mm-hmm. is globalization of communities to some people. When you all right, when you say globalization, yeah, do you mean um, the the explosion? Sorry, I don't even say it. Yeah, the explosion of. Uh, communities across the world. Do you mean the money that's put in, like the the finance that's been put in into into communities? 
brands basically taking communities and culture across the world? Like, what do you mean by globalization? Okay. Uh, let me let me give two examples. Okay. Sneaker community is one we've already spoken yep, about. Yep, yep, yep. Now, anyone across the world, at any given moment, can connect, be with, or feel, or say they're part of that community. Mm -hmm. That's one. Number two, and maybe a different example, is the sports fan community. Um, a really good example is Formula One. Yeah. Formula One have this series on Netflix called Drive to Survive. You. Which has... It's coming out again at the end of February. New season. Great stuff. FYI. Um, but they've accumulated a bunch of new fans mm -hmm. who would now consider themselves part of this community. So they're new new to the to the sport, yeah. but would consider themselves part of this. And that's because of the accessibility point that we've okay, spoken about. Okay, so okay. when I say globalization, it's basically... Um, Taking something further afield. Yeah, it's more of an entry point into this thing. More acceptable to newcomers to a sport, right? So it's, it's or a thing, I think. So the analogy I would use, right, is... Because yeah. when I think of globalization, sorry, I think about the... the... Um, the economic effect of globalization. There is, there is an economic yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's been set up very intentionally by mm -hmm. brands to maximize on profits. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's a good thing that more people want these shoes mm -hmm, or more mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. are fans of this sport because ultimately that's all, that's going to boil down to yeah. additional revenue. So the question I had was, <laughs> is it a good thing or a bad thing? The globalization of communities. Yes. This is a very tricky one. And of course we're talking about what communities do you from think? a very commercial <laughs> standpoint here. Because I mean, if we if we look at com community such a, a diverse word, yeah. If we're talking about the black community, yeah. You're either part of it or you're not. You can't necessarily well join it overnight. Well. Well, one would argue. Well, one would argue that you can't, and there should be certain, uh, you know, criteria for being part of the black community. <laughs> but, but, um, but then there are some communities that yeah. are more fluid. Like yeah. we, the gender conversation has been a big conversation mm -hmm. for the last few years. Yeah, and that's even a community within itself. So. What I'm, what I'm starting to see is that the more information there is, and you, you said it as well earlier, mm. where you spoke about people understanding or coming across, figuring out what they like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more access to information that we have, mm -hmm. the more we identify with other things. Yeah. And that's building out... Like, you and I alone, mm -hmm. separately, could be part of 20 different communities. Yeah. And some of them could be the same creative community blah 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 mm -hmm. something could be totally different yeah and that's because we've been able to hone in on our interests because we have access to more information yeah so now i'm kind of segueing into the answer that you of the question that you asked me back yeah, go on. which is i feel as though the expansion globalization whatever you want to call it of communities mm -hmm. is neither a good thing or a bad thing it can it can be it, it can be both yeah because if you are Let's say you are a kid on the other side of the world in Australia mm -hmm. or in Japan or mm -hmm. South. Mm -hmm. Let's use South Korea. Okay, okay. I was gonna. I was actually gonna go to Japan because apparently there's a big dancehall and reggae I saw that. community I saw that. I saw <laughs> over that. there. Let, let's stick with Japan. If you're a kid <laughs> from Japan, who, yeah. All you all you know or have been exposed to is local Japanese culture. Yeah, it's amazing, cool. But then your eyes are opened. Furthermore. Your ears are open. Yes, I like that. To the bassy yet melodic sounds of dancehall slash passion. And all of a sudden, your body is overcome with unstoppable movement. And you can't help but dance to the music. And all of a sudden, you're on YouTube. It's 4 a.m. in the morning, and you know all the words to Vibes Cartel's latest album. Now all of a sudden you're part of this community. Uh, not yet. Not yet. 
Not yet. But you consider yourself to be. Not You're yet. Ready. You've got the playlists. I don't know. I don't follow know. Follow them all. I don't know if you can be part... All right. This is interesting. I don't know if you can be part of a community if there's no community. Because community is about, also about people, right? So, like, you can be quasi uh, part of a community by, like, no... But, like, to be... To me, to be part of a community, that means that there must be... It's like church, where two or more are gathered. That is church, my friend. So I feel like if you've got a brethren, and now you two are listening to vibes, then yeah, you've got a little community over there in Japan. You get me? But if you're just by yourself and you have no access to speaking to people, exchanging knowledge, sharing, understanding getting a breakdown and what does this word really mean in Japanese? How do I translate that? That that to me, that's the community part of that. I'm gonna counteract your point, but okay, I'm go on. pause and finish off by saying that to me, that example is a good thing because Yeah, that's great. People are expanding their horizons. Yeah, yeah. Now, to counteract your point, okay. Two or more people. Yeah. You can achieve that digitally. Oh yeah, hundred percent. 100%. You, you, you could watch a reaction video. I'm, and I mean this as well. 10 kids watching a song and why and going crazy thinking, yeah. oh my days, the song's sick. You have to interact with the community. I mean, so like, e- even in my head. Interaction. If you drop a comment, is that interaction? Yes. Yes. So like, for me, right? For me, people always drive community. And I think community can be physical or it can be digital. So like, when I said that, I just imagine this kid just watching, sitting back, being an observer of the community. Like to be part of a community, you gotta be in the community. You gotta, you you gotta say, "Yo, welcome. My name is Daiki Sato from Japan," and I, I know that's a Japanese name because my brethren used to be called. I, I, I didn't think so, you. I didn't so, think he was just gonna pull out <laughs> a name from in there like. You're just... <laughs> That's not you. <laughs> and that's why I didn't even make a face. I know, I know. I but like, the lack of face was like, how do you... That seems legit. <laughs> so, but like, I can't be Mr. Sato and um, and just watch. Like, I have to be like, yo, I fuck with this. Like, this is sick. Yeah, you have to engage to be part of a community. Right. Right. Um, I was going to say something that was quite funny, but I can't remember. It'll come back to me though. Oh, sorry. But interestingly enough, the same way that like the Japanese might have a uh, dancehall and Jamaican culture, bro. Do you know how much Japanese culture we grew up with? Grew up oh, on in the nineties. Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, all, all of that, of that bro, comes from Jap- Japan. Yeah. I didn't even know how much of an affinity that we as black people oh, have yeah. with Jap- oh, Japan yeah. or Asian culture, kung fu films, like all of that. Like we we we, we kind of have a similar like love for each other which is quite so you, interesting you use that you know? word culture again and yeah. I think to go on to the negative side of um, communities being more accessible yeah. is that within that you have people joining them or wanting to be part of them for the wrong reasons right right I think that's a lack of okay go you go and I think I'm gonna and I believe that's because in. we now live in an era where certain looks or certain optics are portrayed in order for you to be to have cultural cachet or to yeah, be a cool yeah. person, and 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 for that reason, a lot of people are trying to associate themselves, mm, <clears throat> excuse mm, me, mm. with certain things or people mm, mm. to feel socially mm. acceptable. Mm. And I think, yeah, where I go now? Mm? And I think now, <laughs> especially, especially, and again, we're going to use our word globalization. There always seems to be a one, like one trend going yeah. on around the world. Like yeah. Everyone's behaving. I like and the way you're. Stuff I like, I like the way you're stepping through this, my friend. And so, for me, <laughs> there's. I fucking love there's Yaf, that you know. There's that question. I love you, listeners. I love you. I love you. There's that question. So, so that's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> I fucking love you. No you... idea we talk about. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, I so I'm, here's something for me that kind of arose, and I'm, I might get back to where you were going because I don't mind diving in headfirst yeah. into it. But um, would you say that you have to be accepted within a community before you are part of that community? Well, 
Because this is interesting. I feel like before... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say, before, I feel like you had to be accepted. I, f- I feel like... I think it, the acceptance <clears throat> comes with the culture part. Because cultures, as we... Sp- how I have it in my head... Yeah, okay. Community is the overarching thing. You know, if you move house tomorrow yeah, yeah. You're, and you move to Waterloo, yeah. you're part of the community in Waterloo yeah, yeah, by yeah, default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether you are neighbourly to the surrounding people that live around you, mm-hmm. you might be playing loud music and pissing off your neighbours yeah. and maybe you're not accepted by the community because yeah. you're going against the grain, okay. going against the culture of what it means to live in Waterloo. Okay, okay. So I believe... Culture is the click down of community. Okay. That is where the acceptance conversation comes in. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, I do feel like there are people that understand the culture, respect the culture, and want to do right by the culture. But sometimes the community just don't want you to be part of that. You can't, you can't actually be part of that community mm-hmm. because like it or not, there's always going to be part of that community that isn't quite yours. Let's use a really practical example. Go on. We identify as males. Yes. There are certain things we will never be able to understand about women. Yes. And what they go through. like Because that is a community. Yes. And we've spoken before about uh, women's safety and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and mm-hmm. we've had very nuanced conversations. But that's a real-life Yes. Example of what you're saying yes, there. Yes, yes, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You are right. Because I was, the reason why I asked that question, I was like, <clears throat> I was just basically, I was thinking about that whole, like, so what if um, young Japanese um, dancehall lover wants to be accepted by the dancehall community? Like I, 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 in my mind, I'm thinking. They, I think there's different layers, though. Like now I'm, I'm thinking about. I think there's different layers because. <clears throat> but when are, it comes to quite early because they've now they've now created a subculture. Yeah, but in, all right. Look at look at hip hop and rap, for instance. Yeah, like in order for you to be, and say you're a rapper, in order for you to be accepted by certain rappers, or the elites or whoever, like there's a there there's a there's there's gatekeepers that have to open the door for you in a sense mm-hmm. if you want to be part of that community. Do you know what I mean? You have to say, for instance, your favorite rap, Jay's J Cole and Nas, for instance. Yeah, J Cole made that song "Let Nas Down" because of uh, I can't even remember what the song is called now, but obviously he sampled "Workout" by. Kanye West and Nas thought it was shit and I, I, I feel like J. Cole took a, a little bit of offence to it because, you know, that was his favourite rapper. He used to hang his lyrics on the wall and for him, he wanted his acceptance and I guess of those elites, if his favourite saying, oh man, like, dude, you, it's ass trash. I feel like that you'd need that acceptance for him to be like, okay, now you're part of this community. Yeah, I get I get the example. Do you know what I mean? I do think if it's an opinion based thing, okay, that we're opinion having the same based. conversation. Yeah, okay. Of is it community or is it culture? Mm. And interesting. And then who set up that community? If it's if we're talking about community of elite rappers, yeah, who decides that or who set up? If if Jay Z, Nas, Kanye West, Drake, and Kendrick said, hey. Yeah. We are officially setting up this community of elite rappers. Yeah. We will, from here on outwards... Certain <laughs> man will have certain things to say about those four or five that you just mentioned. Yeah, just picked up some people that do numbers. Um, okay, you left J. Cole left over. J. Cole, throwing him all the way in there. Yeah, yeah, He's 100% yeah, in there. People, um, sorry if the people are left out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, those are yes. If so, 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 But no, but, um, there are communities that are intentionally set up. And this is an interesting point because... Yeah. I do feel now what we're starting to see are more offline communities. So yeah, people yeah, yeah, coming yeah. together, yeah. having conversations, or people coming together and celebrating yeah. being part of the same community. Like you mm-hmm. look at um, one of our friends of the show, Osborne, mm-hmm. who does the 
sickest party in Amsterdam. Stew? Yes, sir. Okay, yes. And that is essentially a community because it's like-minded people who love the same music, all on a very similar vibe. Yeah. Like, there's never any bad vibes there. Mm-hmm. Great music, great guests, great DJs, artists come up, come and um, take part. And that's that's a, that's another expression of community there. It's just yeah. a different form. Yeah. So I feel like this offline concept of community is, is becoming more of a thing as well. Okay. And I think that's where people are really starting to hone in on that physical, yeah. interpersonal... Yeah facet of what community is. I feel like community yeah I think you're right about that as well I think the the pandemic uh, allowed online communities to flourish massively but it also allowed people to realise and appreciate how much they need physical communities and offline communities too where they can be around people that can speak to people in the flesh because those two years were, <clears throat> were 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 hard for everybody, for for you, yourself, for me, for everybody that was going through moments of uncertainty, of knowing when and where it would be safe to meet up and have a conversation or give someone a hug, and I think <clears throat> now that we are approaching like some sort of like in fact we are here it's gone like we're we're in this like new world where we have survived those two years of being locked up we really crave offline communities and i think that's where people want to be but also i think there's a duality there where or at least just a hybrid of like you know where you can go for certain things and you know what you're going to get in real life too there's there's a real merge of <clears throat> mixed reality yeah I think some people do only live their lives online or live a certain a specific life online and they live a completely different life in in like reality so let's try to summarise the conversation that we've okay. had okay 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 let me ask you where you think okay this is interesting the future concept of community is going have you ever watched a film called Ready Player One, Surrogates? Uh, and there's another one, I think, with Bruce Willis. I genuinely think, yeah. I have not. It's the answer to okay, those okay, questions. Okay. I do think, I watch a lot of sci-fi, dystopian films, lots of Black Mirror. Uh, and I do believe that, like, whenever we see things like that, they're just preparing you for the future. And not anywhere in the new future, near future, because obviously Meta have got to do their job on the metaverse and all of these things and whatever. But I do genuinely believe that there's going to be like, um, like real life, well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, real life experienced online. So like some people are going to live their lives. Okay. And that's going to be their real life. And when they unplug from there, the it's life... another version oh, of their life. It's just another version of their life. It's an extension of their life. Do you know what I mean? Okay. It's like, you know how some people... And I know it's really interesting. It's like escapism. Some people use different forms of escapism. Some people are going to use online communities as a space to escape from what they are currently living. Would you not argue that's currently happening? It is so happening. It is in happening. In this creator economy, creator universe that we see where everything online is driven by creativity and yeah, creators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think more people are going to spend more time and then it's not just going to be like through a phone anymore. I do believe it's going to be like AR, VR, like that sort, that sort of territory where you, you don't have to... Because like, it is happening now. People live their lives on their phones. and It's you are 2D. Seeing, it's it's 2D, right, yeah. I feel like later on down... I'm going to be like, yo, yeah, I'm coming round. Put my headset on. I'm there. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I've, I've got a virtual reality headset. Yeah, yeah. Meta Quest 2. It's great. And honestly, <laughs> you put it on and you feel like you're... You feel like you're in another world. Yeah, man. I could so imagine. you put it on and you're, you're looking around and it's... It's totally immersive. So you're looking yeah. around and 
I feel like I was on an island in Bali. But do you know what's really interesting with this now? And it's also to add, sorry. Go on. It's rumored that Apple are going to be launching a VR headset this year as well. So, and and there's multiple, multiple companies have yeah. them. So the more that that happens and the more accessible they become, mm-hmm. the more that this concept of virtual reality becomes a reality, a scalable thing that yeah. people have access to. And, and what I was going to say though, which is, I guess the which tacks back onto the globalization of community. As we start to see these things start to roll out, what is we, we're always able to. So far, so so far, when we go online, we're probably 70%, maybe maybe more, 80, 90% sure that the person that we see is the person that presents themselves. When we go into virtual worlds, I do believe that like some people might become the person that they always wanted to become. They might um identify with a community way more than they could do in their real life and become that person so then uh, the whole idea about community and the globalization of community becomes more flexible becomes more, more cl- yeah it becomes way more flexible becomes way more fluid and then it's like what how do how do like how do you then how, not even like gatekeep, but how do you then, or police? Like, how do you then like? I don't know what the word is, but it's like, how do you know that if that person is actually genuinely from that community that they say they're from? Because then it's like, all right, now Daiki Sato from Japan knows all the lingo, and in the virtual world, he's a rasta. From Jamaica. That's who, he's, that's who he wants to be. That's who he wants to be. Not saying that, he, obviously, he wants to be. But maybe that's like, that's my online avatar. This is me. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like, who are you to tell my man that he's not? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. No. I know, but but you could do that online. You can't do that in real life. Because, look, 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 look. I saw something recently. I don't know who the woman is. But there's a woman who said that she identifies as black. She's not. Uh, Rachel Dozer. Even her, but there's a next person who oh, is clear. Is, sorry. Who is white. White like Father Christmas. Okay. And she says that she identifies as being black. And you're like, that Nagasa, you can't do that. If it's a what we call a protected characteristic. Yeah. Something that is, you know, your religion yeah. or your ethnicity, mm-hmm. that is something that can't be taken away from you. Yeah. Arguably, you can change religion, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. But I do believe there are certain things that are, you can't currently argue with. Yeah. But I do actually see your point in the, in the, in the sense that these things could be a lot more interchangeable yeah and how do you govern that and how do you mm. and should and should you govern it no should, I get yeah and, exactly and should, and exactly. should you govern it exactly no it's very interesting you know what I mean? and then when and, and I know we're going to wrap up but then when do those lines blur because then it's like what laws do you bring online and what laws are in place online because obviously those two worlds exist yeah. One of them is virtual, but there's still real people in there. Do you know what I mean? And I think tech companies are going to have it's a really, huge really job on their hands when it comes to <clears throat> maintaining the integrity of really interesting. what these platforms do and how they, yeah. how people use them. Yeah, man. It's going to be really interesting. Okay, so before we wrap up, okay. I want to hear your final definition of community. Oh, uh, a community is where... Two or more people are gathered <laughs> to online or offline to share information, to feel a sense of belonging and to provide each other with 
I guess it's the same as sense of belonging, but provide each other with a sense of security. Okay. What about you? Community for me is a group of people mm. who identify with each other mm -hmm. based on, could be a multiple things. Mm -hmm. um, could be like-mindedness. Yeah. It could be a shared belief. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It could be same colour. Yeah, yeah. So for me, community is a group of people who identify with one another for whatever reason that may be. And for the record, one more time, how would you describe culture? Culture is the result of community. It's the... It's the organic, it's the organic result of communities coming together, and culture is almost the output of that. Culture. So, what, so whatever happens from community coming together mm -hmm. and sharing that like-mindedness or enjoying that like-mindedness, culture is the output of that. I agree with you. Here at the Out of Home Podcast, <laughs> we encourage all communities to get along and be friends. <laughs> if you disagree with anything you've heard on this part uh, our lawyer's number is zero five three two seven one nine six and you can share any of your concerns there um thank you for listening to us say for listening we appreciate you if you if you agree or disagree with anything we've said please feel free to please hit us do. up please do in the dms um you probably won't like or subscribe the podcast by us telling you to do it but God if you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't, it would uh, it would help us a little bit. A lot. I probably a don't believe that. A lot of bit. It's fine. Um, thank you for listening to us. Yes, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so for the much, conversation man. as always. Yeah, definitely, my brother. Definitely, I love. We go again next week. Yeah. All right. You've been listening to the Fun Podcast with Kieran and Yaf. Splash Brothers in the building. Shout out to the bandem, and we'll catch you next week. Blah. Peace out. Damn.